hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So this is a solo episode for this week, and I'm going to be talking all about people-pleasing because this is a topic that can affect many of us. And so basically, I want to dive into topics about the detrimental effects of people-pleasing and why it's essential to break free from it and just other like practical steps that can help you reclaim your authenticity and your power. So I'm really excited to talk all about this. I've been wanting to do this episode for quite some time and I don't know why it took me this long to do this episode, but here I am doing it. But as you know, I always start off every single solo episode with life updates. So there are only three things that I want to talk about because I did a solo episode last week. So nothing too much has changed, but there are some things that I wanted to share. So let's get into that. So the first thing is that I am officially enrolled in beauty school and I just did all the paperwork last week, which was a couple of days after I had uploaded last week's episode and I had put down my official deposit. So I actually start orientation on Thursday, which I'm so excited about. And then that is where I will pretty much learn like the school policies, all about the curriculum and helping me get set up for my first day of school, which is next Tuesday. I'm so excited. So next week's episode, I will probably talk more about my first episode of, or not my first episode, <laughs> my first day of school. But I think I'm actually going to be uploading on Thursday because I want to share like my first full week of school. And I know my episodes go on Wednesdays, but just letting you know, next week's episode is going to be up Thursday. Or actually, no, not Thursday. It's going to be up next Friday. Sorry, I keep changing it. So yeah, next week's episode is going to be going up on Friday. So I can share my first full week of beauty school. And I'm also excited to vlog that as well. So if you are subscribed to me on YouTube, you can see a little bit more of my journey. And then, of course, I'll be posting things on my TikTok and Instagram because I am going to be using my main Instagram account as a hybrid for both hair and my regular stuff. I don't want to make a third Instagram account. I can barely keep up with my podcast Instagram account. So what makes you think that I can keep up with another Instagram account? So that is just what's going to work best for me. And I do have quite a bit of followers on there already. So for anyone who's in the Portland metro area, hopefully they'll want to be part of my clientele as I start taking clients um, both in school and out of school once I graduate. So I'm very excited and then this Friday I also have to pick up my iPad so I'm going to have an iPad which is going to be really cool. I only had an iPad for work when I had my ABA therapist job but clearly I had to give that back once I left the company but this is going to be mine to keep and I believe I get the newest generation which is really exciting and so there are so many things I can do with that iPad for both school and work and I just I can't wait for that so that's basically the latest update with beauty school orientation is this week iPad pickups also this week and then next Tuesday is when I officially start that's the first update the second update is that I got Taylor Swift tickets I'm going to be seeing Taylor Swift this Sunday in Seattle 
So I'm making a day trip out of it. So I am taking a bus up to Seattle. Normally I take the train, but the train is ridiculously expensive for this weekend. I don't know if it's because Amtrak knows that Taylor Swift is going to be in town. And so they're definitely going to be capitalizing more off of it. But normally it cost me like $30 both ways to take the train. And it was going to be like $66. So I was going to be paying like $132 just to take the train up, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm taking the bus. So that's literally just going to be $53 round trip. So the tickets were so expensive. It did drain my bank account. But I was able to pull it off and get the tickets and being able to afford it barely. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited for my outfit. I'm excited for just all of the good vibes that are going to be in Lumen Stadium. And I'm excited to see what her two surprise songs are going to be. I have a really good feeling that she is going to sing folklore songs for both nights because the day that I'm seeing her is going to be the three-year anniversary of when Folklore was released. So I just feel like it's going to make a lot of sense to do a Folklore song, even for both nights, because she has two nights in Seattle. So I'm going to night two. If I had to guess, I'm really hoping that she is going to sing Castles Crumbling, which has Haley Williams in that song, and she's the lead singer of Paramore. And you know me, I'm a total emo girly. And the reason I think that's going to happen or I'm hoping it's going to happen is because Paramore is actually going to be in Seattle the next day after the Taylor Swift concert. So yeah, they have a concert on the 24th. It just adds up. So fingers crossed, that's what's happening. I am manifesting it for myself and I will actually lose my shit if Haley Williams does come out on that stage. That's something I'm really looking forward to this weekend. And then the last thing that I did last week is I shopped the anniversary sale at Nordstrom. I shop that every year and I dropped so much money on clothes. I'm so happy I have like a separate Nordstrom credit card that's a lot easier to pay off and that I'm not tempted to constantly spend money on it because I can only spend it at Nordstrom and I had bought a lot of stuff for my friend Ryan on my card so he owes me a lot of money so he's gonna really help me with that credit card payment when that comes around but yeah I got a lot of new stuff I got a lot of black clothes so I had even more clothes for beauty school I mean I already have a ton of black clothes as is but I also just like wearing black clothes in general so Clearly, like, I'm not complaining about having to wear black clothes for beauty school. And just a lot of the things that I really liked from the sale were black. And that's just a coincidence. So I got a lot of stuff. Um, not everything has come yet. I do need to pick up some stuff tomorrow because I have some things waiting for me. And then I have a shipment coming today and a shipment coming on Thursday. So... I definitely want to get my haul video up on Friday if that's possible. I actually think I will have everything ready to go for that video. It just may not go up at 9 a.m. that day. It might just go up a little bit later. So we'll see what happens. That was so much fun. I can't wait to show you all my clothes. So make sure you're subscribed to me on YouTube so you don't miss that video. Alrighty. Well, that's basically it for me on what's been going on in my life. So let's dive into what this episode is about. People pleasing. You know, people pleasing is basically when you're trying to make others happy like all the time. Even if that means sacrificing your own needs and desires while doing so. It's like you want everyone to like you and 
you will go to great lengths to avoid any conflicts or disagreements. How many of you can relate to that? Because I know I'm totally guilty of that. But let me tell you, being a people pleaser can truly take a toll on your emotional and mental well-being. Sometimes you feel like you have to constantly walk on eggshells all the time around others and you'll do everything you can to not upset people and... Oh my god, it can be so fucking exhausting. You can end up feeling really overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed out because you're putting so much pressure on yourself to be like this perfect version of yourself that you feel like others want you to be, but you're doing so much harm than good because you're basically sacrificing your own way of being authentic, and that's a problem. And you want to know what's even worse? is that not only are you sacrificing your authenticity, but you're also sacrificing your personal boundaries and your own self-worth. That truly does get all messed up in the process. So you can start saying yes to things that you don't want to do. I know us women, we can be really guilty of this one. And sometimes you forget what you actually like and what you want in life, and you just do things just to make others happy. And that can really impact your self-esteem. It feels like you're always trying to seek some sort of form of validation from others. And then when you don't get that validation, then you feel like you're not good enough. So very, very problematic, right? I just feel like people pleasing is just a huge trap. And I think one of the biggest factors that people get sucked into the trap of people pleasing has to do a lot with like social conditioning and culture influences especially within our own environments. I feel like this can start from a really young age. I know for me, especially, it started at a young age. We're taught to be polite, to be nice, to prioritize the needs of others. And just so we're clear, you should always be polite and be nice. I mean, those two things are pretty much identical, but there comes a time and a place where sometimes you have to be assertive And people will take it the wrong way and think that you're not being kind when really you're just setting boundaries for yourself. That's a whole other topic to get into, but let's get back to what I'm talking about. Basically, I feel like it's been conditioned when we are at a young age. So we grow up thinking that our happiness depends on making everyone else happy, and that is so sad. I also think fear plays a really big role into this as well. Because everyone, I mean, I don't think anyone likes being rejected. So I think fear of rejection or any form of criticism or feel like we're going to disappoint someone can really drive that people-pleasing behavior and habits. It's like you're scared that if you don't do what others want that they're either not going to like you anymore, they're going to cancel you, or they're going to be mad at you or for whatever reason. So sometimes you feel like you have to go along with whatever they say, even if that means sacrificing your own happiness. And oh my God, that's not okay. Ugh, why is society like this, right? But I will say like overall... People-pleasing truly does have a negative impact on your self-esteem and self-identity. And I am going to say that like a fact because I do believe it's a fact. I don't think being a people-pleaser is a good thing. I truly believe that when you start people-pleasing over and over again, you really lose sight of who you are because you're constantly molding yourself 
into this version of yourself that's not really you and it's literally to fit the expectations of others and it feels like you're living your life for them and not for yourself and that's kind of one of the first reasons as to why I started this podcast in the first place it's about not losing sight of who you really are and to stop molding yourself to fit those expectations of society and it's to be your own person and to not give a fuck about it unapologetically. There have been two big moments in my life where I've been a victim of people pleasing. And so I feel like one of the first things, you know, this came from a younger age, but it definitely was showing the most when I was in middle school and high school. That is where I had the most people-pleasing habits of all time. Middle school, as you know, that's a whole new experience. You have left elementary school and you're going to be going to a bigger school where a couple of other schools will feed into that middle school. Well, that also depends on the size of your hometown. But let's say you live in like a medium-sized city or suburb where there's other elementary schools that feed into your middle school and a couple of middle schools that could feed into your high school. You're going to be meeting all sorts of new people. And it kind of feels like you're starting over. And you're going to be in this completely different environment that's different than what you had experienced in elementary school. So I remember how excited I was because I definitely was bullied in elementary school. I didn't have that many friends. And so basically... One thing that I started noticing is that the people that I went to elementary school really soiled my chances at making friends in middle school because they basically shared anything about my past that happened in elementary school with the new kids and then it influenced the new kids that came from other elementary schools and then it just spiraled out of control to the point where I felt like my whole social life in school, especially middle school, was destroyed. And so because of this, I felt like I had to really prove myself. But I was going about it all the wrong ways. I felt like I had to do anything I could to fit in to try to get approval of the popular kids Because for some reason I idolized them when I had no business idolizing these people because they had no respect for me whatsoever. So I like didn't understand why did I want people who absolutely were terrible to me to like me. To be fair, I was 11. I think I, yeah, I was 11 when I went into middle school and I left middle school at 14 years old. So those are very young, vulnerable ages. And you don't really know any better. And so for me, I was definitely at a really low point where I feel like I had to pretend to be someone that I'm not. Or I had to try to be someone that I thought I needed to be in order to get people to like me. But in the end, it truly just backfired. And I continued to get bullied relentlessly. It just seemed like nobody liked me. Boys thought I was so ugly. Even girls thought I was ugly. Both men and women were telling me that I had no friends, that nobody liked me. So if nobody was liking me, and I didn't understand why nobody was liking me, because I truly like did not deserve to be bullied, 
I will say there were some moments where I could be really annoying to people and I can take responsibility and accountability for that. That could definitely make people be like, Alana, like, fuck you. At the end of the day, I was really just trying to make friends and to get people to like me. And I certainly went about it the wrong way. If boys told me that I was ugly, I felt like I had to owe these boys prettiness. I mean, there was a lot of misogyny that I experienced growing up. But at the time, first of all, I didn't even know what the word misogyny even meant. I don't think I learned the term misogyny until I was in high school, which is wild. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the truth. I was never like taught that word growing up at a young age. And so I felt like I had to maybe put on more makeup. I remember my acne was one of the biggest issues people had with me, which is awful, right? And I would beg my mom to take me to a dermatologist because I wanted people to not only stop making fun of the acne on my face, but I wanted people to think that I was beautiful. While I did get prescribed some good stuff, it still didn't completely make the acne go away and people would still pester me about it. And I felt like no matter what I could do, I just couldn't get people to like me. Wearing makeup. I tried to dress better. Like I remember the popular kids were wearing like Abercrombie and Hollister. And I felt like I had to wear Abercrombie and Hollister to fit in. And then I found out Abercrombie clothes did not fit my body at all. I felt like I had to be skinny. So I had to wear Abercrombie and Fitch and not Abercrombie kids. Cause that's what all of the girls were wearing. They were wearing Abercrombie, which is Abercrombie Kids, and not Abercrombie and Fitch, because I was a little bit curvier than the other girls. Yeah, I felt like I had to dress like this in order to fit in, and then when I would wear these clothes, people still found a way to make fun of me. Oh my god, it's like I could never win. And in high school, I will say it was kind of different. I really just wanted to just get people to like me. I felt like once again, I was going to be starting over. There was going to be one other middle school that was going to be feeding into my high school. I was going to be meeting all sorts of new people. Well, guess what? The people that I went to middle school would come in with their opinions about me and share it with people from the other school and... It just spiraled out of control once again. It just continued to happen. And then I remember the day that I finally got a boyfriend, that is where I shook people to the core. And they were like, how could somebody want to date Alana? She's so ugly. She's such a loser. This person is nuts. Some people would even try to gaslight me and say that my boyfriend didn't even really like me. You know, my ex at the time was able to defend me. Yeah, it just was really rough going through all of this and feeling like I had to do everything I could just to get people to like me. And I wish I could go back and tell teenage Alana that you need to keep marching to the beat of your own drum and don't do anything you feel like you need to to fit in. Be yourself and if people don't like it, that's too bad. I wish I could have told teenage Alana that these people are insecure, they're jealous of you and they're miserable with their own lame lives. And I feel like my mom tried to tell me that, but I didn't believe her. But if I felt like older Alana had told younger Alana that, I feel like I would have believed it. Obviously time travel and visits from the future isn't a thing, I wish it was, but God, I really wish I had it. So I could have become more confident and bolder back then. So that was a huge, huge moment where I was a people pleaser. 
And then when I got to college, that is where things finally started becoming better for me. I was able to make genuine friends. I didn't have to worry about people pretending to be my friend. There weren't a lot of people from my high school going to my college, which was another reason as to why I chose to go to that college in the first place. And I felt like I could finally be at peace and have a healthy social life and not get bullied. Oh my God, it was so amazing. I am so thankful college was a thing that just really gave me the reset that I needed my whole entire life. But I will say, I still had people-pleasing habits. And most of that had to do with the social conditioning from my sorority. Because there were a lot of strict rules that come with being in a sorority. Believe it or not, sororities do come with a lot of rules. You have to be very careful with what you say and post on social media. You have to dress appropriately if you're going to be wearing letters or any sorority merchandise or affiliation. That's really important. They care so much about image and reputation. My sorority was like one of the strictest sororities on campus. Sometimes I felt like they were a little too uptight and they had sticks up their ass, but I digress. So, you know, I felt like I still had to kind of condition myself to not be myself on social media. God, if I was still in my sorority to this day with all the content that I've posted on my YouTube channel or TikTok or Instagram, I feel like I would be getting in trouble left and right because people would be like, you're hurting our sorority's image. And I'm like, oh my God, like shut the fuck up. I would just still get in trouble for like the stupidest things for just being myself. And it's fucking wild. Now, I will say I never got sent to standards. Because when you get sent to standards, that's because you do something really, really bad. And I never did anything really, really bad. Because, again, I was so conditioned to follow these rules just so I wouldn't get in trouble. Just so the sisters could accept me and like me. And don't get me wrong. I had some great friendships in my sorority. I will say there are some girls that I'm no longer friends with anymore. More because, like, you know, we just sort of, like, grew apart. People change. But there were a lot of people in my sorority that over time realized, I just don't like you, Alana. I don't really like what you stand for. And I feel like those are the women who are unapologetically not themselves. I feel like they don't know what it means to actually be unapologetic, if I'm being fair. Or they just simply have a life that's different than mine and they don't care for people who have big opinions and personalities and sometimes they just simply can't handle that. God, I remember there was this one time I had posted an Instagram story where I was holding a bully accountable for giving me a really shitty apology and so I talked about it on my Instagram story and this girl who was in the pledge class under me had sent me this message saying, you know, I have a problem with your Instagram story. I feel like you're being a bully here by calling her out. And what kind of message does this send to your followers? And I'm thinking, girl, what? Bitch, are you serious? I'm holding someone accountable. If you think holding someone accountable for their bad behavior is bullying, you need a serious reality check. So I said, hey, I'm so sorry to hear that. But, you know, you're also invalidating. My oh, yeah, I remember she said that I sounded bitter and toxic for talking about this. And I said, I can't believe you are invalidating how I feel in my 
experiences on being bullied. This isn't about being bitter. This is about sharing my trauma that I had with somebody and how I'm still trying to recover from it. So, yeah, that shit really pissed me off. I was in San Francisco and I am so thankful that San Francisco helped me develop more confidence to be more assertive and stand my ground. And that was a really positive change for me because that stuck with me and I can apply that to anywhere I go now. But basically in that conversation, I stood my ground and I politely kind of told her, fuck you for saying this to me. And, you know, how dare you invalidate my experiences? I'm sorry you don't like what I did, but you completely misunderstood the purpose of my post. And I don't fucking appreciate that. And if you want to unfollow me, you're more than welcome to. It's not a serious loss to me. So that's when I was able to, you know, be more confident, stand my ground. And I think one of the reasons that moving to San Francisco is what helped me develop more confidence had to do with the surrounding of the city's culture influences. I feel like in San Francisco, people are so unique. They're bold. They're really out there. And there's just so much acceptance in that city that I think felt like it was so easy for me to finally embrace who I am and to be myself, especially with my personality. And even Portland has really helped me in some ways too to continue to help me grow my authentic self. Yeah, those are pretty much my main experiences with being a people pleaser and how I learned to overcome that and push through. Speaking of overcoming people pleasing and embracing authenticity and self-worth, Let's get into the last segment because I think a lot of this can stem from self-awareness. And to me, self-awareness is like the key to living a more fulfilling life. I think we all know what it means to be more self-aware because that's when you get to know yourself better, how you feel, how you behave. And then when you're more self-aware, you can truly recognize when you're slipping into people-pleasing habits And you're able to take steps to change that. You become your own best friend. And you have to learn how to understand yourself a lot. And to find things that's going to align with your true values and priorities. And that was something that really changed. I became more self-aware as I got older. They say your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. And I really do believe that because I feel like definitely when I was 26, I was able to make smarter decisions, form better opinions. I felt like logic was easy to come by for me. There were just so many other things that I just never had click when I was a little bit younger. And they clicked better Once, I definitely was 25 or 26 years old. So I'm a firm believer that that is true. Because when you become more self-aware, it's a lot easier to identify your own personal values. You know what truly matters to you. And it becomes easier to say no to things if they do not align with your moral compass and your values. It's about setting your own path and not just going with the flow to please other people. I think self-care also can come into play when you're trying to overcome people-pleasing habits. I think it's really misunderstood when you're trying to people-please, but I will say they're not the same thing at all because self-care is about nurturing yourself and meeting your own needs. It's not about doing things for others to gain their approval. It's about doing things that genuinely make you feel good and whole because I truly believe that people-pleasing will never make you genuinely feel good about yourself. And when you're in a journey of like self-discovery and you're learning to accept yourself more and you provide a lot of compassion for yourself, 
you're being kind to yourself, you're acknowledging that you're human and it's okay to make mistakes, that will genuinely help you embrace your quirks, your imperfections, and to love yourself unconditionally so you take back that power to just be you and to not give a shit about what other people think. I've talked about setting boundaries so many times and like being assertive will come more naturally as you continue to go down the path of self-discovery. But it's super important that you can recognize when to say yes and when to say no. And sometimes that will mean you need to respect your limits and stand up for yourself. Sometimes that can be a little scary because you never know what's going to happen or how people are going to react to it. But what matters is that you're not devaluing yourself and that you're building that self-respect that's going to shield you through all of the bad stuff and so you can continue to navigate life with confidence. Communication is so important because if you don't express your needs effectively, people aren't going to be able to recognize that if you don't speak up. So you gotta let people know what you want and need and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. And if it comes to the point where someone doesn't agree or understand, oh well. Because you know what? Your needs do matter and you do deserve to be heard. And I know it can be really hard to say no without feeling guilty. But you know what? The more you practice it and get the hang of it, it is so fucking empowering. Because at the end of the day, you are not responsible for people's happiness. And it's completely okay to put yourself first. And saying no does not make you a bad person. It's simply a way of taking care of yourself. That is why I will continue to shout from the rooftops on how important it is to surround yourself with supportive people and to build authentic relationships because that is a great safety net to have. You want to surround yourself with people who are going to accept you for you, not what you can do for them. You need to be around people who are going to lift you up, not tear you down. They're going to encourage your growth. And they're going to inspire you even more to be your true self. I know change can be scary, but you have to learn how to navigate through discomfort. That is just a part of life. And that is going to be part of the journey when it comes to breaking free from people-pleasing habits. Learn how to embrace that change and step out of your comfort zone. There is nothing better than having a more authentic and fulfilling life. It fuels the fire within you. And when you are constantly taking those steps to continue to be assertive and to be your authentic self-deserving self, celebrate that no matter how small those victories are. Personal growth and authenticity really do go hand in hand, especially when it comes to overcoming people-pleasing habits. People-pleasing has definitely been a huge significant part of my life and it may have been a significant part of your life too, but just remember you have that power to break free from it. Continue to embrace your authentic self, prioritize your needs, and you will be able to realize that you can develop relationships that are genuine and real. And always remember to be kind to yourself during this journey. And with that, I think that's a good place to leave off. So tell me, have you been stuck in people-pleasing habits or have you been able to break free of people-pleasing habits, I'd love to hear it. You can always email me at the podcast email at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And also don't forget to give us good reviews on Apple and Spotify. It always helps. 
And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!